Ready? Here's the deal. We're gonna have about 30, 40 minutes together and y'all won't ambush me every five minutes in the hall. Okay, so uh, the Mueller report is complete. I have a phone call with uh, Attorney General Barr at noon about what's next. What's next, I hope, will be that he'll come to the committee, uh, release as much as possible of the Mueller report. One of the things that can't be released, uh, grand jury information is prohibited by law from being released because it would compromise the grand jury process. Uh, he, in his letter to me and Senator Feinstein and others, said that he's asking the special counsel team to help him with the uh, information that may be covered by the grand jury statute. Classi classified information, I don't know how much, if any, that would be something you'd have to think about. And pretty much, um, if the administration claims executive privilege about anything in the report, that would be something I'm sure he would consider, and we'll find out what the determinations are there. But those are sort of the broad outlines, in my view, the limitations of uh, sharing the information with the public. My desire is for the public to get as much of the report as possible, consistent with the outlines that I, uh, of concerns I've just announced. <clears throat> as to my relationship with the special counsel inquiry, August the 3rd, 2017, I introduced legislation, the Special Counsel Independence Protection Act with Senator Booker, Coons, and Tillis. At that time, there was a lot of chatter uh, by the president and others about Mueller being on a witch hunt, and that chatter continued. I just wanted the public to know that I believe that special counsels now in the future should be protected uh, to the extent possible. And the reason I introduced the legislation as a Republican is to let uh, people in South Carolina and the country know that I thought Mr. Mueller was not on a witch hunt and that Mr. Mueller was highly qualified and the right guy to pick to deal with such a difficult issue. Uh, as to Mr. Mueller, on March 14th, 2018, the only reason that Mr. Mueller could be dismissed is for cause. I see no cause when it comes to Mr. Mueller. He needs to be able to do his job independent of any political influence. I pledge to the American people, as a Republican, to make sure that Mr. Mueller can continue to do his job without any interference. November 2018. I'm confident the Mueller investigation will be allowed to come to a solid conclusion that there will be no political influence put on Mr. Mueller by Mr. Whitaker at the time to do anything other than Mr. Mueller's job. I am confident that Mr. Mueller will be allowed to do his job without interference. January 2019. Since his appointment, I've supported Special Counsel Mueller's ability to conduct his in investigation without interference. Well, the report's over. It was completed without interference. And from the day that Mr. Mueller was appointed, I felt that he was the right guy at the right time for the American people to give us a definitive answer about whether or not the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it worked with the Russians in a proper fashion in the 2016 election. It's clear to me from the four-page summary by uh, Attorney General Barr that the Russians did, in fact, hack into the DNC, uh, the Podesta emails. It was the Russians. It wasn't some 300-pound guy sitting on a bed somewhere. 
And the conclusion was firm, without equivocation, that no one on the Trump campaign uh, colluded with the Russians when it came to the 2016 election. As to the obstruction of justice matter, apparently the special uh, counsel gave some of this and some of that, and Mr. Barr and Rosenstein concluded that the evidence was insufficient to move forward on obstruction of justice by the president or anyone around his team. So uh, I hope soon to have as much of the report released as possible and what happens next. What happens next is that I have been talking since 2017, the end of 2017, about the other side of the story. And nobody much appeared, appears to care, but I hope you will find some interest now, that the FISA warrant issued against Carter Page based on a dossier prepared by Christopher Steele is at a minimum disturbing. Whether or not it's illegal, I don't yet know. So I'm going to get answers to this. If no one else cares, it seems to be Republicans do. And that's sad. Because if the shoe were on the other foot, it would be front page news all over the world. The double standard here has been striking and quite frankly disappointing. I am 100% convinced that if the Republican Party had hired Mr. Steele to go to Russia and investigate Clinton and the report was prepared uh, and given to the Department of Justice, used to get a warrant against a Clinton associate and the underlying information in the dossier proved to be garbage, everybody in the world would have it on the front page it would be endless chatter on the cable networks. I'm also convinced that the agents involved in investigating Clinton, if the shoe were on the other foot, hated her and wanted Trump to win, we'd be having a thorough discussion. I'm also convinced if they interviewed Trump with a couple of his associates there, not under oath, and already made up a decision not to charge him that they would be outraged in this country. So the rule of law applies both to Republicans and Democrats. And why do we have a special counsel? In rare circumstances to have somebody outside the Department of Justice to take a look at a hot topic. I know the president did not believe that a special counsel should have been, should have been appointed. I do. It was clear to me that Jeff Sessions was part of the Trump campaign. And when it came time to look at whether or not the Trump campaign did anything wrong with the Russians, it's impossible for Jeff Sessions to render a verdict because he was part of the campaign. That made eminent sense to me then and now. What makes no sense to me is all the abuse by the Department of Justice and the FBI, the unprofessional conduct, the shady behavior, nobody seems to think that's much important. Well, that's going to change, I hope. I've been calling since the end of 2017 for a special counsel to be appointed to look at whether or not the FISA warrant process was abused for political purposes. 
whether or not a counterintelligence investigation was opened up regarding the Trump campaign as a backdoor to spy on the campaign. I still to this day am at a loss to explain why nobody went to President Trump to tell him there may be some people in your orbit that are connected to the Russians and working with the Russians. A counterintelligence investigation is designed to protect the entity being uh, uh, targeted by a foreign power. In Diane Feinstein's case, she had somebody working with her that the FBI suspected of having an inappropriate relationship with the government of China. They told Diane about it and she let the guy go. That's the way it's supposed to work. How did it fail and break down here? Was it a ruse to get into the Trump campaign? I don't know, but I'm going to try to find out. As to the Clinton email disposition, why did Comey do what he did? Why did he take over the investigation in July, make a statement that uh, she did a lot of bad things but not quite a crime? That did affect this election. And if the shoe were on the other foot, Republicans would have been pretty mad about that. What was the conflict that made Loretta Lynch so unable to preside over the Clinton email investigation? Was it just a tarmac meeting or was it more? I believe there was more there. And I intend to get to there. How could in October Right before the election, we find out that emails on the Clinton server wind up in the hands of Anthony Weiner, and just within 48 hours, everybody's good to go. This is bizarre at best, troubling to its core from my point of view. So Mr. Mueller has been given a chance to do his job. Two years, 19 lawyers, 40 FBI agents, 2,800 subpoenas, 500 people interviewed, 230 orders for communication records, 13 requests to foreign governments for evidence, $25 million or more. That is what happened to the Trump campaign. And I've been okay with that scrutiny from day one. When it comes to the FISA warrant, the Clinton campaign, the counterintelligence investigation, has pretty much been swept on the rug, except by a few Republicans in the House. Those days are over. Going forward, hopefully in a bipartisan fashion, we'll begin to unpack the other side of the story. That I'll take questions. Senator Graham. Senator Senator Graham. Senator Graham. Senator Graham. Senator Graham. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the special counsel on the issue of obstruction of justice, Mueller has declined to fully exonerate the president. Do yeah. the American people deserve to know why? Well, if you any, if you know, lawyers are not in the exoneration business. The lawyers are into making cases are not making cases business. So all I can tell you is that when it comes to obstruction of justice, Mr. Barr and Rosenstein concluded that the facts did not justify a charge not the idea you can't indict a sitting president. And his memo, Mr. Barr, was about a statute. It's very problematic to bring an obstruction case, in my view, for making a personnel decision. If you fired, fired a U.S. attorney somewhere, does that lead to, to
to an obstruction argument because you have a political difference with that attorney general who's not serving your agenda. What Mr. Barr said at the hearing was that nobody, including the president, can get a witness to lie. Nobody, including the president, can conceal information from a court. Those are classic obstruction activities. Mr. Mueller apparently could not find sufficient evidence to conclude on his own that the president obstructed justice in a classic sense. And Mr. Barr said, along with Mr. Rosenstein, having looked at the evidence, we do not believe there is evidence to support a charge of obstruction of justice. And it is important, but not dispositive, that the underlying crime did not exist. You can actually obstruct justice even if there's not a crime, but the intent really does go to whether or not somebody is trying to protect themselves. And if they did nothing wrong to begin with, it's pretty hard to prove obstruction. Was it, was it appropriate for Bob Mueller to essentially punt on the issue of obstruction and leave it to the president's two top political appointees of the Justice Department to make this determination on obstruction? As far as I'm concerned, Mr. Mueller's report gave the Attorney General both sides of the equation. He decided, not Mr. Barr, to give that decision over to the Attorney General. You can ask him. From my point of view, I think what Mr. Barr and Mr. Rosenstein did was very appropriate. Somebody has to decide, and the Attorney General is not conflicted. He was not part of the campaign. So the big thing for me, guys, has always been, did Trump work with the Russians? And I told him to his face almost two years ago, if you did, that's it between me and you and anything that follows you deserve. I will say that about any politician of any party. And here's what we know two years later. After an exhaustive examination of the facts in this case by somebody that every American should trust, Mr. Mueller, the answer is no. What about, though, is there any daylight, as Democrats have suggested, between what the Mueller report may say and what Barr's memo says? And secondarily, isn't there a question, though, because of the change in the statute in 1999, the purview that Mueller had, that he may have been restricted in how far he could go and thus have to defer to Barr because the special counsel is under the aegis of the Department of Justice, unlike the independent counsel statute when Ken Starr had more leeway? All I can say about Mr. Mueller's report, that he looked at obstruction of justice. He didn't say anything that I know of about I can't get there from here because of legal bars. Here's the pot of evidence on one side. Here's the pot of evidence on the other side. It's complicated legally. It's complicated statutorily. This is our view of what happened. We'll defer you to make that decision, and I'm absolutely okay with that. And Mr. Barr, hopefully we'll come before the committee and we can all ask him. You brought up Jeff Sessions' clear conflict of interest, and yet you, I'm told, delivered a rousing speech at Mar-a-Lago over the weekend. Is that kind of public closeness to the president appropriate? Does that not at least give the appearance of a conflict of interest, given your role in chairing the Senate Judiciary Committee? You've got to be kidding. Did anybody ever ask during the impeachment that a Democrat was conflicted and speaking out on the 
behalf of the president. I am a elected political official. I am a Republican. I'm going all over the country to speak to the Republican Party. I want Trump to win. I'm chairman of the Judiciary <laughs> Committee. I do my job very responsibly. This committee is going to allow Mr. Barr to come forward and tell us and answer some of the questions you've asked. I'm asking him to lay it all out. I stood by Mr. Mueller because I believe in the rule of law. There's politics and there's the rule of law. So to suggest that if you're a Republican and that you want Trump to win somehow, you can't do your job is absurd. Chairman, uh, you also golfed with them, though, right? This week? Oh, yes, okay. and I played terribly. <laughs> um, you were involved in the Clinton impeachment right. saga back in the 90s. Um, your party later suffered at the polls for its focus on that and other investigations. You know that across the building, Democrats are now mulling what to do next. What would be your advice to them? Learn from our mistakes. So let's go back to the, to the 90s. <clears throat> It started out about financial misdeeds and basically enriching oneself. It wound up, wound up being about an improper relationship. Sexual harassment lawsuits are always about sex. The question was, did the president in a sexual harassment lawsuit basically bend the rules of the court to help himself? He was suspended for five years for inappropriate conduct as a lawyer. He was chastised for lying under oath. Having said that, looking back, the public sort of knew what they were getting with Bill Clinton. I think the public sort of knows what they're getting with Donald Trump. And um, here's my advice to the Democratic Party. Pursue what you think is important <clears throat> to the public but if you keep going after Mueller spoke, people are going to think you're just out to get him, that there is no right answer other than Donald Trump must be removed from office. And you'll proper, probably, probably suffer the same fate we did as having gone too far. And just to clarify, you say you want Attorney General Barr to testify? How about yes. Mr. Mueller? I'll leave that up to uh, Mr. Barr as to whether or not he thinks that would be helpful. I don't know the answer to that about the special counsel himself. Let's start with Mr. Barr, who's in charge of the Department of Justice. The truth is, I want you to know as much as you possibly can know, this is a very big deal. Uh, from my point of view, it was a great day for the president in terms of the underlying allegation. But now, uh, I'm hoping some of you will be interested in the other side of the story. Mr. Just a quick follow to Ed, um, Ed's question. You said what is the public getting with Donald Trump, if you could just clarify? And then you once called um, pardoning someone like Paul Manafort a political disaster, but you said essentially the political winds might change. Have they changed? Are pardons now no, I on think, the table? I, I, think, I think President Trump pardoned anybody in his orbit. It would, it would not play well. Senator, what, and what uh, as to Trump? what people are getting with Donald Trump, I think it's pretty clear that... Uh, like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump is a larger-than-life character. People are focused on what he's doing for them. I think people would be legitimately concerned if he did, in fact, his campaign work with the Russians. And I'll say this, if Mr. Barr had reached a different conclusion and he'd reported that there's evidence of Trump coordination with the Russians, 
I would have believed it. I would have listened to the president. But that would have been a bad day for the country. And I'll just end with this, take a couple more questions. To those wanting an outcome of removing Trump, you got to be disappointed. To those who wanted somebody to look at Trump without interference, you got to be pleased. To those who are happy that your president has been cleared of working with a foreign power, I think you're a good American. Mr. Sir, wait, um, just to clarify, when you say you want bar Harley Quinn, is that a public hearing? And then second... As, yes, as public as possible. Okay, and then secondarily, when you say see you soon to James Comey, does that mean you're going to be calling him before the committee for a public hearing as well? Yeah, I was sort of like, what was the whole forest thing about? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so what I'll do, and just real quickly, I'll start and work backward. The FISA warrant application on four different occasions. What role did the dossier play? Was it the primary source of the uh, information given to the court? Was it supplemental? Was it outcome determinative? Uh, I want to hear from Mr. Orr why he warned people that you may not want to rely on Christopher Steele. I want to know the role that Comey played in this process. I want to find out was the only reason you recused yourself was because of the tarmac meeting with Loretta Lynch. I want to find out what were the rules about a counterintelligence investigation. What kind of defensive briefing did you give to the candidate, if any at all? So those are the kind of questions I want to Mr. know about. Senator Graham, are you willing to issue subpoenas to have people come before the committee on these separate areas? And you, can you talk to Senator Graham? Yeah, it, it, uh, I'll talk with her. Uh, hopefully, we won't have to today. A lot of these people have testified before, uh, but now they're. The, the reports behind us. I just think it's important to find out what happened. If it takes a subpoena, we'll do that, but I hope we won't have to. Senator Graham, where do you see, um, now that this report is behind us, the country going in terms of divisiveness? Is it just going to keep going? Are you seeing any chance for things improving? How do you see the divisiveness issue? Well, I might have a hearing in the Judiciary Committee tomorrow about red flag, red flag legislation, allowing law enforcement officers to go to court and get a protective order to take someone's guns away they believe is a danger to themselves and others. We still need to govern the country. I'm sure they'll keep doing things in the House about financial transactions of the president, I guess. I'm going to do the FISA deep dive, the counterintelligence deep dive, and try to find common ground on prescription drugs. And my advice to the president, for whatever it's worth, is that uh, you're probably stronger today than you've been any time in your presidency. This cloud has been removed. Mr. Mueller definitively answered the question, in my view, about the two things hanging over your head, particularly collusion with the Russians. The question for you is, how do you use it? What are you going to do? I can understand being upset, and I can understand being put upon, and a lot of people in your orbit had their lives turned upside down. But my advice to the President is that, uh, one, I don't need your advice about what I should do. I'm going to look at the FISA abuse process, or the FISA warrant process. I'm going to do it working with Democrats, I hope. And if I were you, Mr. President, I would, uh, I would focus on what's next for the country. Just to clarify on the point of obstruction, you are satisfied with the Attorney General's review of the evidence. You don't think your committee should look at that? What's the remedy We're if, not the attorneys, if, if the attorneys on your committee right, right. reach a different conclusion than the AG? That's, that's, is, there, is there a remedy for that? No. We're political people, right? 
we're not prosecutors. There's a good reason you wouldn't want a bunch of politicians prosecuting other politicians. Uh, Mr. Barr was appointed by the president, confirmed by the Senate. The judiciary's goal is to provide oversight, to watch those who watch us. I'm not into the prosecuting business. I'm into the oversight business. I believe that Donald Trump got scrutiny like nobody else in the history of the presidency since Nixon, probably. And he, in my view, came out of this thing stronger. To those who were abusive of the process in 2016 on the other side, you haven't had much scrutiny, but that's coming. Mr. Chairman, you're being very clear, and so are many Republicans and the president saying no collusion with him and his campaign. But I want to get back to the Russians. Is it your belief that the Russians were trying to collapse? Absolutely. The individual members of the Trump campaign? I, I think there's things I can't tell you. They were out to get us all. Here's what I told Trump, for whatever it's worth. I think the dossier, a lot of it came from the Russian intelligence service. If you just think Russia just likes Trump and hates Clinton, you're missing the point of what they're trying to do. They're trying to divide all of us against each other and done a pretty good job of it. They're still at it, by the way. They're still doing this. And one of the things I want to take away from this whole endeavor is to try to find ways to fix it. Critical infrastructure before this debate was power companies, financial services. Now it's got to be the political system. Parties need to realize that they're subject to being attacked, that the vote, vote tallying process needs to be hardened, that the social media outlets that we all rely upon and enrich our lives can be co-opted to spread lies, to pit one American against the other. If we don't take that from this investigation, that the Russians tried to do it, and they're going to keep trying, then we missed a real big point. One more question. Yeah, um, you said that you want the as a process investigated. Um, are you are you talking to Bard, uh, Attorney General Bard? What does he say? Well, what I want to do is see if he'll appoint a special counsel. I fully realize that, that the oversight role of the committee is legitimate. But we're Republicans. They're Democrats. I'd like to find somebody like a Mr. Mueller that could look in, into what happened with the FISA warrant, what happened with the counterintelligence investigation. Am I right to be concerned? Seems pretty bad on its face. But somebody like a Mr. Mueller to look at that so that if nobody else, those who believe that the FBI and the Department of Justice were playing politics, that they wanted Clinton to win and Trump to lose, that somebody can satisfy them, that that was looked at. There are some people who are never going to accept the Mueller report, what I say, or what Mr. Barr does. But by any reasonable standard, Mr. Mueller thoroughly investigated the Trump campaign. You cannot say that about the other side of the story. And what I hope Mr. Barr will do is understand, for the country's sake, appoint somebody outside the current system to look into these allegations, somebody we all trust, and uh, let them do what Mr. Mueller did. You were, on the golf course. you were on the golf course yesterday with the president. Yeah. Were you there when he got the news? No, I was, uh, I was at the uh, waiting to get on Air Force One when I got it. He was at Mar-a-Lago, and it came out at about 3 o'clock. And I think 
between the time that our office got it and you got it couldn't have been a, a couple of minutes. Did you, was there a fist bump uh, on the aircraft? I saw him on the plane uh, afterwards and um, just put, I don't know how to explain this. I mean, you know, you've been under extreme scrutiny. You've been shouting to the mountaintop. I didn't do this. A sense of relief, a sense of frustration. How could this happen? Are those who did it going to get away with it? And uh, I hope some new energy, too, that will lead to, you know, okay, now, the 26th, maybe legitimacy to my election that I didn't have before. And let's go on about governing the country. Last question. Jeff, just a few other people that you may consider to uh, bring to your hearing. Um, Glenn Simpson, Andrew McCabe, uh, who else would you be looking to well, bring in? Well, was still hired. I'd like for him to come if he would. Um, <clears throat> establish a record of how much did the Democratic Party pay Fusion GPS? How much money did they give to Mr. Steele? How could Bruce Orr's wife work for Fusion GPS while he was like the number four at DOJ? Uh, ask a question, is the dossier verified to this day? It's my belief that the information in the dossier is unverified to this very day. Mr. Cohen did not go to Prague. The salacious material in the dossier is just a bunch of garbage, I think generated by Russians who are trying to undercut our democracy. So I will, do be, I will be doing oversight to try to put this puzzle together, and I don't know what Mr. Barr will do. But I think because of the emotional nature of all this, that somebody like Mr. Mueller needs to look at the FISA warrant, the other stuff. Thank you very much.